You're listening to another great podcast in the MyMac Podcasting Network. Hello and welcome to another edition of the show where we take a wander around the week in Apple, Apple News, Reviews, Technology, Associated Products and all sorts of other things that catch our eye. This is another episode of the Essential Apple Podcast. Hello everybody and welcome to this week's uh, edition of the Essential Apple. This week I'm joined uh, once again by Nick. Hello Nick. Hi Simon. I just want to tell all the listeners they've just missed 50 minutes of scintillating conversation before we actually got started, <laughs> where we talked about all sorts of things, including squeaky chairs and the, in, uh, the potential infidelity of uh, Jimmy, uh, President Jimmy Carter. I mean, it's, it was quite quite a conversation. <laughs> oh, dear. Yes. Um, and I'm joined by Jim. Hello, Jim. Hello from a rather drich Scottish day. It's been cold. It's been wet. And is that the end? The show finished though. There were just all the discussions. <laughs> well, yeah, I'm, I feel for you. I do feel for you there, Jim, because here it is warm and it is sunny, and it is actually rather a nice day, I have to say. But there we are. That's just uh, just how it goes, I guess. The UK. Um, that's the UK for you. <laughs> that's the UK. Yes. Uh, Mark is not joining us because he is apparently elbows deep in uh, D malware infesting uh, a PC for somebody um, and is caught up with uh, trying to clean all the horrible nastiness out of that. So uh, he's not able to be with us. Um, the real truth is he's away testing the Apple toothbrush. <laughs> yeah actually that is probably more that's probably the truth yeah uh and he's probably yeah making a video of it rid of the malware. <laughs> he's making a video of it but it's you know in, in mark's usual manner it, it's going to take him about 12 hours of actual videoing to get three minutes of footage uh, uh, well that's what he always says that's that's what he always claims that's what he always claims that he ends up doing about 12 hours work to get a sort of a four minute video there we are um well chaps it's uh oof, it's a very light uh news week i'm afraid not a lot going on of great um great import um apparently some ipad pro users are complaining that the magic keyboard is causing excessive battery drain according to the nine to five mac um I don't know what to say about that, really. I mean, I don't have one. None of us have one, I don't think. So we can't really, no. can't come in. And some users is, um, you know, what, two, 200, two million? That's, um... There always seems to be a battery drain story after everything. It doesn't matter what they release. There's always a battery drain story. It, it, it appears it doesn't even have to be something that has a battery inside it. No, <laughs> that's just a, is it, or is it just, is it just one of these things? Is it just people's perception? Is that making my battery life shorter? You know, <laughs> there has to be a poor draining device anyway, because it's got a back like keyboard, the track, track pads, and you know, um, yeah, it's using yeah, the iPad's power supply. So you would think it would be quite a heavy drain. Well, I'm not no, sure. That's could, interesting. Yeah, whether they can fix it in software, I don't know, but hopefully. I wouldn't have thought the sort of LEDs backlighting your keyboard would uh, take a lot of oomph, but um... the, the question is how how uh, how bright well, your you key, keys that. are. 
you know, if you've got the bright the back light up to full, um, it, it might be something to do with um, how it uh, adjusts light depending on the light, you know, the, the light source you're in. That's I wonder where that may be. At. Yes, that's true. Apparently, in this article, they refer to the number of people as a slice, <laughs> a slice of magic keyboard owners are noticing that their iPad's battery drops quickly. So I'm not quite sure how many are slices, but there we go. Well, a slice. It's not the whole cake. It's not the whole cake. It's just a slice. Does it have salmon on it? That <laughs> slice. Yeah, lemon drizzle? It could have. <laughs> lemon drizzle, uh, to, quote, uh, to quote the old uh, private eye, Jake. You know, and uh, we're here at the Oval, and uh, there's, uh, they're putting up the covers, and there's a very nice bus going past the... Uh, the end there, you know. What? Why are you talking about the bus, John? Well, it's got a rather nice picture of a gin and tonic on it. Yes, bless them. Yes, you know. I've got some cake. Ooh, Madeira. Mm, mine's a triple. Oh dear, there we are. <laughs> uh, a slice, a slice of users. Oh well, no. It, 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 I guess that's bigger yeah, than well, sliver. I don't know why they used that? <laughs> because I suppose it is, yes. It's bigger than the sliver, but not as big as a tranche, allegedly. <laughs> <laughs> or a wedge. Oh, I don't know. It's just, uh, oh, dear. Um, like you say. I, I mean, from those descriptions, you can only really say more than one. <laughs> yes, some people, that's, I guess. That's all we know. Some people, and, uh, you know, how verified is this? You know, is it just them going, I'm sure that my battery lasted longer before I used this, keybo- this keyboard. Um, and you're right, it's about to use, it must be some power, even if it's very, you know, very little. It's got to have some impact, surely. Uh, there we go. Um, there was a story, um, a prolific leaker says he's seen the Apple glasses and they will be coming next year. Um, this was on... Um, I'm more. Um, a guy called John Prosser, whose name doesn't ring any bells with me. I don't know about you two boys, um, but apparently he's got a, his name mentioned. He's um, he's got apparently got a fairly good record on um, leaks. Uh, he says he can't believe that he disagrees with the uh, you know Mr. Quo Ming Chi Quo. Um, he disagrees with him who because he's placed placed their you know appearance in 2022. He says he's seen them. They're super slick and not, um, you know, not dorky at all. And uh, we're all going to be wowed and they're going to have real life and they're going to be brilliant. Um, Again, well, what can you say? Uh, that's what he says. Um, <laughs> we shall as long as I all... not like the picture we see here on the, the website. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, I mean, yeah, would you really want to walk around glasses. wearing those glasses? Oh dear, that is that, that was yes. It's like, what have you done there? This is the one of the worst Photoshop jobs of all time. It's dreadful. <laughs> I mean, I, when I did the show art for the one we called, um, I can't what was it? I can't remember. It was hands and eyes and ears and things or something like that. I called it, and I we mentioned the glasses in that, and we're going on. You know, we we need them to look like um, we need them to look like decent quality. Um, fashion wear of some sort and not you know like a pair of welding goggles or something and um so i i rather roughly photoshopped something up um which looks all right at first glance but if you look at the show art 
carefully yours is actually all wrong but <laughs> um, i'm afraid the effort on that uh, on that article yeah makes my effort look like a da vinci i have to admit that's, that's really shocking it's a bit it's like um i'm sorry but yeah we've got no news so we might as well laugh about it it um my my friend um yeah he's he's dead now bless him my friend dave garnham um when we were younger used to have a hobby of um he used to buy comic books you know like uh superman or, or snoopy or whatever took his fancy that week and would um do rather you know odd things to them with tipex and black marker pen and it looks a bit like that it looks like they've painted the glasses on with <laughs> with tipex and then outlined them with a black felt pen to try and make them look better that's uh they're a wee bit like joe and i take glasses <laughs> yeah, Joe Ninety. Oh dear, Joe Ninety. Actually, I tell you what, Todd. This is uh, apropos of nothing whatsoever. But I fell upon a documentary on, I think it was Netflix. Um, I can't be sure now, but it was called "Filmed in Super Marionation," and it's a documentary about the history of uh, Super Marionation, um, and uh, Jerry Anderson's you know, puppetry uh, shows. And uh, if you can find it out, uh, do do watch it. It's quite long. I think it was two, two and a half hours long. But it's very interesting. Fascinating. Fascinating. Mm. And, and if, you're, if you're a fan of Jerry Anderson, uh, there's a very good podcast show, uh, the Jerry Anderson Podcast, uh, oh. which gives you facts and uh, tips and stories and interviews all to do with the jerry anderson world it's well worth watching uh, listening oh, right. to yeah yeah but that this covered everything um starting with um oh i forget the name of the first one now um it's very very strange the first one is very strange and lavender uh, castle no no um anyway Tree, Tree. No, uh, and then then Torchy the battery boy and what um, have you seen the the very first ones they are like Oh my God! What is this? You know, <laughs> mm-hmm. what is this? Were you on drugs? Were you on drugs? <laughs> it's very strange. And if you watch them now, if you showed them to small children now, they'd run screaming from the room, traumatized. They, yeah, yeah, there we go. Never mind. Um, and that was the thing. Yeah, talking about Joe Ninety, he actually said, <laughs> he said, oh, um, if you look back on it now, it's, it's horrifying. We had this idea that we would take a nine-year-old boy, do some sort of, um, sort of technological brainwashing on him, and then send him into foreign countries as an undercover spy to kill people. <laughs> it would never get past these days. Oh. Yeah, uh, <laughs> like you know, what a bizarre concept. How on earth did we, you know, how on earth did we think that was okay? <laughs> and strangely, I used to love Joe Ninety. <laughs> yes, well, of course, when you're a nine-year-old boy, it's brilliant because you, you know, yeah. as you said, the concept is oh, it's a, it's a nine-year-old boy sticking it to the establishment, isn't it? You know, that's right. It's all right, Dad. The, I'm just flying. I'm just flying the fighter jet now. I'm just going to blow up half of Africa. <laughs> never mind never mind um so, so anyway talk on glasses went a little bit off track but there we go <laughs> well never mind whatever yeah um so yeah he says that they're going to be fabulous and they're coming next year um and it will be well well worth it and he he, he threatening to show us more in the near future uh 
I assume, before Apple do, which uh, I think uh, Uncle Tim might be very, very annoyed. He might be, you know. <laughs> I think. Yeah, you know, I really think. I really think that if if they want, if if this is in the pipeline, and I, in some ways I hope it is, um, they've really got to come up with a proper use for them. Yes, they've got to come up with a killer app that everyone thinks. Well, why did we never think that we needed that? Yeah, because <laughs> otherwise, I just can't see them becoming. I've, I've, I've got brilliant. I've, I've come a up mainstream with a, thing. This is a this is one. Of, this is a Mark. This is a Mark style brilliant brilliant app uh, for AR glasses. You could have you could have an app which uh, you know in augmented reality replaces everybody's normal clothing with clown attire. So. <laughs> <laughs> When you go into a serious meeting, you know, everybody will be, will be sitting around with, with frightening orange wigs and <laughs> huge smiles. I'm glad and... it was your clothing too, wearing clowns and not something else. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, has, has anyone actually brought out uh, a successful uh, VR glass yet? Did Google not try something like that and it kind of flopped? Well, that yeah, their thing was A, quite early and... Mm. Yeah, they made it was it. expensive. It looked a, it was a, a little bit awkward looking, and and the mm. biggie that, to freak everyone out at the time was the camera. Yes, I, I, I suppose it would be it would be quite a good thing for like the design agencies. Uh, you know, uh, before you get to doing clay models and stuff, um, um, it lets you see the product in front of you. Uh, yeah, I mean, I can think of lots of um, lots of small. Um, I can think of lots of niche areas where something like that might be useful but if they're going to sell it to the masses it's got to be something that everyone suddenly thinks oh i needed that i want it i need it yes otherwise they're not going to sell enough to make it worthwhile they're not um that is true and i i i don't know yet what that is but then to be fair apple managed to take the watch which everybody was ridiculing out of mm-hmm. hand and saying, you know, who on earth would want a smartwatch and what on earth possible yeah, use could you true. have? And you but know. they obviously had a. I was going to say they obviously had a fairly clear idea it was going to be a health device, but I think that came later, didn't it? Well, I think <laughs> they, the first watch was possibly the glasses might be more use in the medical field. You know, it gives doctors information in front of their, their eyes uh, while doing what they're doing. Uh, possibly in operations and that kind of thing. Um, if they, if they could make them so that they uh, auto adjusted to your prescription, <laughs> so you never have to buy another pair of glasses again, they just sort of change as your eyes change. Now that would be cool. That would be very very cool and probably incredible. Yeah, the only trouble with that is they only cost ten thousand pounds a pair, Nick. <laughs> yes, true. Yeah. No, that that, that comes that comes with hot spoppable hot spoppable uh, eye, eyeballs. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. Uh, yeah. But uh, they talked about ludicrous prices. Uh, before the show, we were remarking, were we not, on um, uh, Mr. Dyson, uh, who has abandoned an attempt to um, develop uh, an electric vehicle. Um, which he was pitching fairly high end, but he he said that the amount of money that would need to you know he would have to continue sinking into R and D would mean that he would have to sell them for a hundred and fifty grand each, and um, 
No, I, we were saying, A, did he not realise how much the R&D was likely to cost? And, and B, how how many does he expect to sell? And over how many years is he trying to amortise his R&D costs? It's, I kind of, so... kind of find that a lame argument because if you look at the price of the uh, Porsche Taycan, or Taycan, I don't know how you pronounce it, yeah, um, yeah. They're, they're about 150000 plus. Although no. there was a lot of talk that he was developing, I mean, people were guessing obviously what what he was doing, and some people were guessing that he was going to develop a small city car that would, mm-hmm. you know, that would be really good. But the picture that they've shown of him standing next to is is, is not a small car at all, and not a pretty car either. Uh, no, but, but apparently the battery technology uh, that he has sounds. Like it'll give. Uh, well, I wonder whether it's the battery technology that let him down, and that's that's more the reason it's come well, to a standstill than anything else. Because solid well, batteries are still not quite there yet. Well, apparently he has a kind of. I think it's a solid state battery technology, and but that's what was, they were working. But as I say, just saying you have the technology doesn't yeah. necessarily mm-hmm. you can ramp it up, and put it in cars. So I think I think he's going to be smart. selling the battery technology now rather than the cars. Um, maybe, maybe. Yeah, because they're talking like 400, 500 miles or more range with these batteries. I've heard one or two um, mm-hmm. podcasts and things recently, video podcasts and whatever, with you and Maturkon. He's worth having a listen to if you're mm-hmm. interested in batteries. Mm-hmm. Uh, he knows a lot about it, works in the industry, understands, uh, well, he doesn't work in the industry, but he he's academically knows a lot about how batteries work. And, and, that, uh, and that takes us back to the glasses. How much power, well, um, you know, Battery power will will it give? Well, yeah, that's you know, right. For, I mean, if we can uh, put more, more power in, then then maybe you can yeah. bring out something that's very small but got a lot of power. You, you're going to put into a small frame. You're going to need an awful lot of battery power to last a day. Yes, or you're going to be constantly charging them. Yeah, agreed. That of course, yes, but it also I guess depends on what the actual use is, whether or not you know they need to be always on as it were um yes because of course they could be extensions to your to your phone where your phone does most of the work yes and they're merely displays and then they only need to you know actually generate power whilst they're displaying something um i just thought of another another use for them law enforcement yeah yeah Yeah. i mean that's one of the kind of classics isn't it and and uh, driving You're saying about surgeons. I so is that, just... is that they have a big arrow. A big arrow appears in front of the, pointing at somebody, saying, "This is a baddie." <laughs> <laughs> it was him. What done it? <laughs> it yeah. was him. What done it, <laughs> Governor? <him> governor. <laughs> the one with the black hat. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was when you're talking about surgeons. I'm sorry. I couldn't. I couldn't help but think actually of a, of a big finger pointing in. Cut here. You know. <laughs> <laughs> and a flat and a hand so appearing surgery, you know, surgery by numbers. <laughs> a hand appearing no don't touch that Ugh, oh dear. not to the right one yeah oh dear what are we like this is this is all going all going a bit pete tong well that'll be an entertaining show <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna be an entertaining show that's for sure um what else have we got oh um there was a there's a link from um Dizine. Dizine. Is that like Dizine? I don't know. Anyway, D D I don't know. Whatever. It's a site called Dizine. Um AR copy paste tool allows users to drop images of objects directly into a computer. Um did you see that one? This might I think this is Yeah, there's, there's, a, there's a wee video about it. You seem to be able to sort of 
photograph a, a, a something something off a page and it cuts it out and you can transfer it over to the computer and basically copy and paste the photograph or the image um it was interesting to watch but it looks rather frail is not the word for it but they were very slow in moving this this image from whatever they scanned it off to the computer uh, looks like early days for the the software, but yeah, interesting. Yeah, it's um, I guess it would be working on the same sort of um technology as as the like portrait mode and whatnot. But um, mm. I I st- I still I would think that surely a, a better way to do that would be to be with like the iPad lidar scanners, where you can simply you know walk around an object and it can effectively actually map it in three D. Um, mm. Mind you, you could get some weird effects with that. I would think. If, imagine, you know how if you do, um, if you use the the panorama mode and you're you kind of either wobble up and down or or don't maintain a reasonably uh, even speed, you can get some quite weird effects. Um, you can get some quite strangely distorted three D objects if you were not uh, fairly consistent. I would have thought in walking around them. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Potentially. <laughs> potentially yeah. from very distorted three D objects. Uh, I don't. Yeah. I don't know. It, um, oh, I'm in a very strange mood. I really am. Uh, oh dear. Um, way hard. I've, I've just got. To, I've, I'm sorry. I've been distracted onto uh, on that same page. There's a link to IKEA designs forts for children in lockdown. <laughs> That's cool. Furniture company IKEA has designed six playhouses that can be built with its products to entertain children in the coronavirus lockdown. Right. You can make a wigwam. Oh, I'm going to have a play with this, definitely. A fortress with a, with a, with a sofa. Oh. <laughs> That's great. I love it. Where's that then? I probably I probably haven't got it. Have probably they're probably like weird. Um... It's still in the same. It's still in D-Zine. Um It's still on the same on the same um, site. Oh, that, oh, that's oh right! It's cool. in the, it's in the just, sidebar. It's, yeah, it's in the sidebar. Yes, sorry. Yeah, and and it sort of shows you how to how to make uh, a wigwam with you know some curtain material and a and some books and a little and a, a stand. <laughs> and it give, it actually gives you the names of the uh, the the the, um, the um, IKEA products, the you IKEA need. <laughs> things that you need to buy to be able to make them. That's quite cool. <laughs> oh, excellent! Good find. Well, actually, I'll tell you what. <laughs> As this is such a such a weird and wonderful show, I'm actually going to take that link and I'm going to put that in the show notes just because because that's actually <laughs> that's actually probably that's probably actually more fun than the linking AR cut and paste. <laughs> the rest of the show notes. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's such a. I rather uh, like that actually. Uh, I used to love building dens when I was a child. It was great. Yep, I'm going to put that in there. I I'm putting it in there now. IKEA. What's it? Designs forts for children in lockdown. Uh, what else has happened? We've gone well. We've gone completely off the point. Uh, not that it matters really. Um, John John Gruber stuck the boot into the Washington Post over an article they uh, published about uh, Apple Google um, contact tracing, uh, and they basically said that it, it would be utterly useless. And uh, John Gruber, I believe, has forced them to retract it on the grounds that, as he said, the Apple Google technology, uh, the clue is in the name, a privacy respecting contact tracing application. Um, there we are. Uh, there's not much more to say than that other than 
John Gruber having a having a good old shout, apparently. Well, it's it's, it's a good thing sometimes to uh, get these things off your chest when you can see someone who's obviously has either completely misunderstood the uh, the concept or has just got it completely wrong. <laughs> Because let's face it, the media are quite good at writing rubbish sometimes. <laughs> yeah, yes, yeah, willful, willful nonsense. A bit like this show, really. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, that's a good title. That's an excellent title for the show. Willful nonsense. <laughs> yeah, I think it is. Well done. We the, the, the show is named. The show is named. Um, apparently, the FBI have served Apple a warrant to gain a U.S. senator's iCloud data. Um. And Apple have, of course, uh. complied. There's no, um, there's no, um, you know, there's no debating here. Um, uh, I suspect um, I haven't read into it in great depth. Apple has been served a warrant by the FBI to obtain information. I think there's uh, little to um, say about that, other than uh, I think uh, the FBI and Apple, uh, despite occasional spats in the past over, over things, have said that that is how it is done. If uh, the FBI present yeah. them with a lawful warrant, then they will comply to the best of their ability. Um, and in this case, um, FBI agents served Apple a warrant in recent days to gain access to iCloud data. Uh, the information gathered from the warrant's execution was then used as evidence to serve another warrant to obtain uh, the senator's iPhone from his home. Um, whether or not they can get into that is another matter altogether. But um, Yeah, good luck. Good luck with that. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. You, you don't know, do you? I mean, you know, if his password's one, two, three, four, then he's a bit stuffed, isn't he? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Anyway, there we go. So there's no yeah, so, I mean, Apple's being consistent. Yes. Um, Trump yeah, probably Apple's say, being consistent, aren't they? As Trump probably says, it's fake news. <laughs> um. We've got the the other one is uh, Ubisoft. Now the headline here. This is actually from um, patently Apple. Uh, bizarrely, um, Ubisoft have sued. It says the headline says Apple, but actually the article says Apple and Google for re refusing to remove an Alibaba game from their app store, which is uh, a Rainbow Six Siege ripoff. Apparently. Um, now, before the show, we said, why are they, why are they suing Apple and Google uh, rather than, you know, some Alibaba, uh, you know, copycat game maker? And I suspect it's because Apple and Google have got rather more money <laughs> than some Chinese maker of copycat games. But um, I think the, the argument there comes down to, you know, were Apple and or Google uh, negligent in refusing to remove it? And I guess that comes down to uh, how, you know, I mean, if, if if Ubisoft said to them, this game is an utter, you know, rip-off of one of our games, please take it down, and Apple and Google went, nah, I can't be bothered, then Apple and Google are in the wrong. Um, but if it's like... Actually, it, says, it says in the report... It says in the in in the article, Apple and Google have haven't yet responded. Yes, so um, they haven't refused. Surely, because no. if they've not responded, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but you know, oh, so it's, sorry, it says they haven't responded publicly. Yeah, um, I, I, I mean, the, the, answer, the answer to that, sorry, the, the answer to that would be for Apple to, and Google to suspend the app until the you know the Ubisoft. You would think so, wouldn't you? You know, they take it to court, get it all decided, and then Apple can take it and Google can take it from there. Uh, but yeah, you're saying that it's, um, Apple hasn't commented on it yet. I mean, it has publicly commented on it. Has Google commented on it? No. 
No, neither have. No, no. No. So team will tell. <laughs> this, uh, yeah, that's that's what we pay judges for, chaps. That's what we pay judges for. That's yes. their job. Lawyers will do very well out of it. It must be very frustrating. It must be very frustrating for people who who produce software and games or or music or anything like that to see their material um, plagiarized. It, it it must be quite difficult, I would think. The only trouble is, quite often, the people who are doing the suing aren't the people who produce the material. <laughs> They're usually just the lawyers. <laughs> if it's a frequent copy of the game, I can see see the point. But if it's just a similar-looking game, there's a limit to how many shoot 'em up games you can make without them being very similar. Um well, if it, if it's copying characters, uh, um, yeah. According to this, they're, things, they're claiming it's a near carbon copy. Uh-huh. I don't know what near carbon copy yeah. means, but well, yeah. But I mean, it, 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 I'm not. I'm. I mean, I've heard of uh, the Rainbow Six range of games, which are um, based, I think, on Tom Clancy things. There yes, must, there I must believe. be a fair. There must be a fair age. His games as well. Um, I think they I think they've been out for some. T- you know, quite some time now. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, uh, and I know that the you know the Tom Clancy games they they sell for a lot of money, um, mm-hmm. and um, I, I suppose you know I mean if let's face it, it it's there are plenty of people out there who will quite willfully rip off a successful game and you know basically reskin it and reorder the levels into a different order to somehow to claim it's not the same game. So mm-hmm. um, I'm not familiar with this. Um, alleged copy and i'm not particularly you know uh, rainbow six is not the sort of game that i play so um i i wouldn't be no. able to tell you i would have expected i would have expected apple to take this seriously yes honestly hmm. um if you know if so, ubisoft told them six months, yet, doesn't mean they're not going to no it doesn't um but it's, it's strange i suppose it's the it's strange that ubisoft have you know are suing um without felt, having felt yeah without having you know uh, conferred with Apple and Google, um, the, the only either they have a legal department who goes straight for the throat, or they have attempted to speak to Apple and Apple have just gone well, just not not our problem, chaps. You know, um, which would be a poor show. Well, it's possible. Um, it would be a poor show, but it is possible, isn't it? Where big corporations, you never know. No, you don't. Um, they might say it, it's you know no. <laughs> See you in court. You know. Um, can't be yes. bothered. Can't be bothered. If you if you get a judge to tell us to take it down, we will. I don't, I don't know. It, if if that's their attitude, that's a very you know poor reflection on Apple because they've always said that that's not how they work. But um, no, it's not. Uh, it's not what we'd expect of Apple, is it? Not really. On um, the whole, they do tend to do the right thing. I mean, even if. Um, I mean, we know they'll do whatever's best for them financially, but uh, uh, they tend to be a fairly moral company. Oh, on the whole, yes. Past on the experience. Whole. Mostly. Yeah. Mostly. Um, mostly, yeah. But mostly. they are a big company. <laughs> like any big company, you, you know, you never know what's going on under the uh, covers, as it were. No, that is true. And also, you know, how 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 high up do these things go? I mean, you could be speaking to Apple and be speaking effectively to the... I don't know, head of the legal department for games on iOS, who is not necessarily going to have the same um, <laughs> opinion of what needs to be done as the board level, you know, executives. That's um, 
This is this is the well. It's is, interesting one. Interesting to see where it goes. Might be. I wonder if Bart will uh, uh, keep an eye on that one. It's probably not going to run for years and years, unlike some of he the others. He probably will. <laughs> that might be over quite quickly. <laughs> that one. No. Yeah, might be over quite yeah. quickly. Oh, dear, whatever. Um, so we'll move on to some quick technology stories. Uh, Microsoft have uh, a piece in The Verge uh, where they say um, quite openly, we were wrong about open source and we hold our hands up because uh, they are now apparently the, the biggest uh, corporate contributor to open source in the world, I believe. Uh, Weihan would, well, yeah. would probably be able to... Um, you know, uh, clue me in more about that. Uh, oh, yes, according to this, in The Verge, Microsoft is now the single biggest contributor to open source projects in the world, um, which is a long way away from the days of uh, Mr. Ballmer claiming that uh, Linux was a cancer on the industry um, and that, you know, open source <laughs> should be expunged <laughs> like a virus. Um, there we are. But then we've said before... Some on really show, good open source stuff about There is. There is. I'm quite imp- I'm quite impressed by um, by open broadcasting uh, OBS. It's very clever. It's it's uh, it's not perfect, but it's been developed all the while. So yes. you know, it it improves over time, and uh, it 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 does what there's not many other things out there that does exactly what OBS does. So you know, no. sometimes it's really good to have people working on stuff just for the love of yeah, just for the hell of, of doing coding. It. Yeah, yeah, uh, um, or just proving that it can be done. Um, and some, of course, I mean, I'm a big fan of LibreOffice. I'll admit that I am a big fan of LibreOffice, which is you know an open source. Yeah, it's cool. Um, version. Uh, of, um, you know. It was just recently announced that um, I think in Germany they're going some. Uh, I don't know if it's government or local government. They're going back to open source uh, after yes. having moved um, over to Microsoft. It's in it's in the show notes. Uh, Linux, not Windows. Why Munich is shifting back from Microsoft to open source again? Mm-hmm. Because um, uh-huh. they they oh, I can't remember when um, mid two thousands two thousand and four or something they they dropped Microsoft and went open source um, and said that all local government you know in um, I don't know if it was only Munich or it was all of Germany. Um, they they were gonna they all went open source they all went over to open office I think um, yes because it's a big it's a big cost savings doing that yes they're, and not, then, they're not paying a license fee to Microsoft yes but then um, I can't remember how long after they reversed course and decided to go back to Microsoft for mm-hmm. un, undisclosed reasons um, Mark said it was almost certainly more to do with legacy. Um, Support and I, I think at the time we we might have um, we might have uh, you know surmised that it, it was less to do with open office and and whatnot per se and more to do with the back end you know with the exchange and all that sort of thing. Anyway, apparently they have now reversed course again and are going to drop Microsoft and go back to open source. So, uh, com C com S R. I don't know what the German is for that, but they are. Um, <laughs> No, uh, there we are. That's an interesting, interesting piece. Um, and that was in uh, ZNet or ZDNet. I don't. I never know how to pronounce that one. Um, Facebook have acquired Giphy. Um, this 
Giphy, of course, being the engine behind, type in, you know, slash Giphy uh, sad face and getting a, a GIF in, in, inserted into your um, tweet or whatever. Oh, right. Yes. Um, there are other services, but Giphy is the biggest. And uh, I believe Apple's iMessage, if you click, there's images. I From what I read uh, in the week, iMessage does not rely purely on Giphy, but it does draw from Giphy. So, um, or Jiffy, if you're a person who believes that uh, the G should be pronounced like a J. I'm not going to get into that. Thank you. <laughs> but, um, but uh, you know, he did not shoot him dead with a gun. There we go. That's all I have to say on that matter. <laughs> <laughs> Let's not make a Jeff out of a glyph then. Yeah, exactly. Oh, dear. Um, but... There so are implications. If he shot him with a gun, does that mean he eats, <laughs> shoots, and leaves? Yeah, yeah. Is it a gin or a gin and tonic? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. Welcome to the joys of the English language. Um, I'm, get, I'm getting a wee bit worried about you know what Facebook are up to um, and where this is going to go. Um, what information are they going to get out through this glyph, um, Jeff? Oh, yeah, yeah, I don't know. I did. It seems, seems an odd one for them to buy. Well, I guess it just. I mean, from Facebook's point of view, it it no doubt enhances their product platform um, and would bring. Actually, it's it is it's actually in an awful lot of stuff. It's not it just iMessage. I mean, no, uh, it's in it's in it's in Mailchimp, Signal, Slack, Snapchat, Telegram, TikTok, Tinder, Trello, and Twitter. Yes, and probably lots of other things because it it, it was um, yeah. it, it's kind of like, it's Google... like a library, is it? Yeah, effectively. It's, yes, it's like a, it's like a Google sort search of yeah. You type in something. If you type, um, you type uh, like in Slack. Uh, well, I've turned it off in Slack for what it's worth, just because I hate Facebook. Right, out of pure <laughs> spite. <laughs> Because I've I've read into it, and at the the people are saying, oh, if Facebook buy this, they'll be able to track every, you know, every GIF you've ever used, you know, ever. Um, but Giphy are saying that that's not how it works, and that um, no, you know, there are no tracking pixels or uh, personal information or IP addresses or anything uh, recorded. Personally, why the hell they would want right. to do that, I don't know. Because, you know, why would they want to do that? <laughs> why would they want to know? Um, but, yes, it, it's yeah, like a library. Exactly. You, you type in, um, if you if you want to, you know, if you you want a, a GIF for your for your tweet, you, you type in, like, you know, slash Giphy uh, mic drop, and it will present you with a selection of... With a microphone. Yeah. Of 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 um, mic drop related gifts that you can, and I think it's an ever expanding thing as people make them and send. You know, they're they're added. So, so. anyway, there you go. Uh, why would why would Facebook want to buy it? Uh, I don't know. Maybe just out of spite. Maybe they just want to cut off. You know, that service to uh, everybody else. I know. I know why they want to do it. It's so they can control the, the way you pronounce the name, so that when you say you're going to be home in a giphy. <laughs> they can make sure you say you're home in a jiffy <laughs> yeah bad joke oh dear oh. Um, take me out and shoot me 
Yeah. Let's talk about the robot dog. Yes, the robot dog. The robot dog. That is cool. Um, and I think Weihan. Back up the wrong tree. Weihan sent us in. I think it's from AI uh, Daily, and that is um, the AI dog, which is the spot the dog from Boston Dynamics. The uh, you know the thing that can open doors and looks like a uh, a small yellow sawhorse slash dog like robot. Um, uh, the Singaporean authorities uh, have got one to patrol uh, a a park. Um, enforcing social distancing and apparently it it you know jogs around the park uh, checking out people with its you know electronic face and uh, apparently shouting stay six foot apart if it thinks you're too close together which i found quite amusing it's so that's somewhere between highly <laughs> highly entertaining and dangerously black mirror you know, as long as it doesn't then produce a, you know, <laughs> yes. a taser and SMG if you refuse to back off, you know, three seconds to comply. <laughs> They've got a couple of problems to work out because uh, the one problem is when it marks out its territory on a tree, it knocks the tree over. And then when it sees a, a cat, it runs after it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, yes, indeed. Um, I was going to say, uh, the, the people had, people have found that they could they could throw it off the scent by keeping a rubber ball, which they when it's out, so they six <laughs> foot apart, they go fetch. <laughs> sends the sends the robot scurrying. Either that, or it's uh, it, it says it, it, keep, it says keep six foot apart, but oh, squirrel. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> well, you, yeah, precisely. Yeah, the problem with being a robot dog is oh, squirrel. Ah, oh, dear. Is it called Rover by any chance? <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. Oh dear. Um, Good story. Actually, I mean that that is pretty cool. I mean that's pretty expensive robotic dog to have uh, patrolling a park, but still. I guess it, it, yes, it's it is and it isn't. Um, I, I I don't know why. It strikes me that somebody somewhere like Singapore would do that. Probably because I've. I mean, you know, I'm not. I'm not necessarily you know saying that there is no crime in Singapore or whatever. But I just get the impression that somewhere like Singapore, nobody's going to try and make off with the damn robot. <laughs> If you put it well, in central, yeah, if you put it in Central Park, it would be dismembered and sold for parts, wouldn't it? You know, within three hours. <laughs> Either that, or it would have been, you know, it would have been sort of robot jacked and be delivering pizzas. Um. <laughs> yeah. Oh dear, no. All right. Um, the the major security flaw, Thunder Spy, uh, which we had kind of was breaking last week chaps uh I, I don't know if you've been following that at all um there's a piece from mac world here um i have been following it uh, as we said last week um probably of no real concern to ordinary people um whatsoever um it also turns out that there are seven i think we might mention there are seven vulnerabilities um, and according to Macworld, it is beyond the scope of this article to get into uh, exactly what each of these means and how they can be exploited. But know this, Macs are only sus- susceptible to vulnerabilities 2 and 3. Um, and e- uh, when running Mac OS, 
and even then only partially so uh if you run windows or linux using boot camp you are uh vulnerable could be vulnerable to all of them also uh apparently i have read that um if you are on um 12 uh, 10.12.4 or higher it doesn't work um so actually you'd have to be running um mac os and leave your machine on and running um you know an old os and uh, apparently leave your machine where someone can not only get hands on it but probably unscrew the screws and take the back plate off it so that they can connect things to the thunderbolt <laughs> um you can't just jack something into the port apparently it's not it's not quite as uh no, it's you can't just get. It's not like uh, one of those things in spy films where they stick a USB uh, key in. Um, some of those things, in fact, can be done for real. Uh, but this, so actually, um, as we said, as we've you, said before, if I can get your computer, all bets are off. Yes, indeed, and in this case, it's, it's amazing how many people leave computers unattended in cafes. Though, I mean, about, about when you were able to go to cafes for coffee, uh, I was just surprised by you know. Well, there was a chap in the pub who would leave his computer lying open. Um, really? Walk, walk away, away from to it. the bar to get his <laughs> beers and come back. And it, he was lucky it was still there. Yeah. And coffees yeah. did the same thing. Yeah. Dear, oh dear. Um, apparently, if you run boot you camp... You the price of a laptop. Yeah. Um, mm. If you run boot camp, especially in a public place, you should be particularly careful. Um, mm. But even then, um, as far as I can see, unless you're a high-value target, it, it's rather... This is rather more technical um it, it, it reminded me in some respects of the uh, uh the xkcd cartoon about you know um about uh, criminals get how do we extract somebody's password um and you know in the film it's like tie him up and torture him and we will get your password <laughs> real life hit him on the head with a spanner and run off with his laptop uh, <laughs> There we are. Uh, so, uh, yeah, that's a follow-up on that. It is a real thing, but uh, as we surmised, um, based on what we knew when it broke, uh, unless you are a very high-value target, you probably really do not need to worry about this at all. Um, uh, apparently, Adobe Acrobat uh, Reader has security vulnerabilities which can allow root privileges on a Mac. So if you use Adobe... Uh, Acrobat Reader, um, or Adobe Reader, as it's now called, I believe, um, you should update now via via Adobe, nowhere else, nowhere else. We all know about Adobe updates that don't come from the Adobe site. Um, and our so, second question would be, why? Um, <laughs> yeah. Why um, are you using Adobe Acrobat? <laughs> well, I, I use Adobe Acrobat Pro uh, professionally, but that's a whole different ballgame. Um, Yes, yeah, um, yeah, but I mean, for the average user, why would you bother? Because you've got, oh, no, I mean, you, for you, most, most Adobe stuff. Yes, if you want to, you, you just don't need it. No, for for most people, and if you even if you want to do cleverer things than you can do with preview, um, you know, there are there are things like uh, PDF Pro, uh, no, Pen, PDF Pen, yeah. PDF um, Pen, yeah, PDF Pen. I've, they used to be PDF Pen and PDF Pen Pro, but I, I'm not sure if that's true anymore. I think they might have merged them into one product. Oh, I don't know. I'd have to ask Jeff. Mr. Gamma would tell us. Yes, Jeff Jeff would tell us, wouldn't he? Um, 
But no, that's a very good product, PDF Pen, um, and there are others. There are plenty of others which cost. Uh, I know Acrobat Reader is free, but uh, no. But I mean, if if all you want to do is swap a few pages around, you can do that in um, yeah, you preview. You can, you can do that in pre- preview, and there are all sorts of uh, other you know uh, apps. I, I use um, Acrobat Reader on my uh, iPad, and I use it mainly for uh, reading PDF magazines. Um, I get two camera magazines, uh, you know, they're purely PDF form. Um, so if I wanted to see it on my computer, um, you know, obviously you've got a library with uh, uh, Acrobat Reader, which can be synced, you know, via your account to your computer. So for me to read these on the computer, we need um, Reader on the computer. So, yeah, they're not there. Oh, right, okay. They do get used. Um I don't certainly don't use it in my computer. Um, it's purely for the iPad. Right. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Anyway, and if you have uh, Acrobat uh, Adobe Reader uh, on your Mac, go and get it updated. Although, yeah. it, if you if you speak to uh, if you speak to Bart about it, he he will tell you not to go anywhere near it with a barge pole. Yeah. But, don't, don't touch yeah. It. Well, I'm, I'm using <laughs> I'm using Adobe products less and less. You know, I've been finding yeah. a bit of a flight room. Um, I think you're fine if you're just reading stuff in it. It's just that yeah. apparently in the past it's been a, a bit of a rat's nest of, uh, of vulnerabilities, that's all. Mm. A lot of uh, Acrobat, Flash. Um, ah. yeah. Yes, all of those. All of that sort of <laughs> stuff. Um, you know, they're, they're sort of core products as far as I'm aware. You know, Photoshop and Illustrator and so on don't have a particularly bad history. But Acrobat is a very strange product. Um, if you've ever dealt with Acrobat Pro, it's a very weird, um, a very weird product, and it does strange things. And um, I mean, don't get me wrong; it was when it was first about, it was a godsend because there was no, there was no real um, simple. No, uh, it, you know the whole point. I mean, it took well, a long time. Uh, what's the word I'm trying to say? Yeah, uh, and and there was at the time there was very little. Yeah, there was very little that would produce what you wanted to output in the format that you wanted it to be. <laughs> I'm not sure I'm being very clear. No, yeah, there was no real interchange format. I suppose um, if I thought about it, um, I could actually use PDF Expert to um, uh, read my magazines on. It does yeah. the same thing. Yeah. Yes, yeah. Um, yeah. In, in fact, um, I'm not you sure. You import... Actually, I'm, are you sure that... Um, iOS doesn't actually have an inbuilt PDF reader. Do you actually even need well, that? I think, I think iBook doesn't iBooks allow you to read PDFs. I think it does. Yeah. Yeah, but that then you're using iCloud and all that kind of stuff, and mm. it's not the best of. Uh, I find books as you know, I post books app is not the best. Right. Um, and most but, of the magazines and things I read, I read through. Um, yeah. The, the books, books um, in iOS seems to constantly delete stuff off my my library. Um, oh right, yeah, no, I've not come across that. Oh, it's it's terrible. At least at least in my experience. Mm-hmm. Well, there we go. Um, well, that that went further than I, that went further than I expected to. And simply, you know, if you use uh, if you use Adobe Reader update now, um, there we are. Uh, what? else have we got we've not really got anything else um the worth of chirp is uh mofi unveils a new power station xl with USB-C and lightning and chi charging and more um and i think you might have posted that one jim 
yeah, I think so. Yeah, uh, I'm just trying to find it. <laughs> <laughs> well, there you go. Anyway, it's a, it's a, you uh, know, it's, 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 it's um, I think it's a, I think it's a, ch- a battery. Yes, it's one of the, kind of, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah, one of those. Yeah, what's a bit weird is that it's a. It's one yeah, of those things. What's a bit weird is it's that it's a Qi charger and you can charge it on a Qi charger. I've yeah. actually seen this by another uh, manufacturer. It's not a new thing because um, one of the one of the YouTube channels I watch, uh, I think it's a Chinese brand uh, uh, iPhone charger. It does the same thing. Right. It's uh, it's got a stand. And you charge the battery and the the, the, the iPhone through the, the whole. Yes, it's, it's the. The Qi yeah. charging surface can be used to power an iPhone or any other Qi-enabled yeah. device, yeah. such as AirPods or AirPods Pro. And the Power Station XL itself mm-hmm. can also be charged wirelessly by placing it on a separate Qi charger. Yeah, it's, it's quite a good idea because um, yeah, I, t- I, t- I, t- I tend to charge up a battery anyway, a Morphe battery or, a, or an equivalent one. So you've got to charge that separate from you know, from the other devices. The fact you can do all you do the battery and the iPhone at the same time is quite good. Yeah, yeah. yeah well, there you go. It's a, you know, Mofi, who are of course famous for their sort of power um, pocket batteries and such power packs and the like. Uh, this is a new one from them. Um, and the price looks not bad as well. How it's much is bad. it? How much is it? Uh, going what I can see, ninety nine dollars fifty nine. Ninety-five cents. Hundred dollars. A hundred quid. A hundred quid, basically. It's quite yeah. a nice-looking thing, actually. Mm-hmm. Um, looking at that, it's it's rather reminiscent of an early iPhone, mm-hmm. um, like the iPhone One. And Mophie's a good brand as well. Oh yeah, yeah. They're they're a they're yeah. a very well-known brand. I mean, Mophie um, and uh, Anchor. Uh, you know, sort of not not you know not some no. No mark, no brand, unheard of. Um, so there we are. And uh, the, just a snippet, uh, Sony has unveiled the world's first camera sensors with built-in AI, according to uh, Petapixel. And I know you posted this one, Jim, didn't you? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and what's that all about, then? Um, what what is it? Because AI is flashed around a lot these days. Um, what exactly does it do, which is AI? Um, Mm. What do we say? Well, yeah. apparently, going with information here, it re- reduces data transmission latency, minimizes any privacy concerns, and reduces power consumption mm. uh, and communication costs. So, I presume it's, I'm only guessing, I presume it's you know, to do with um, um, cloud services, by the looks of it. Okay, what does it say here? The secret to these sensors is a stacked design combining a pixel chip with a logic chip, the latter of which has an AI image analysis and processing capability. After light is captured by the pixel chip, it is processed by the AI on the logic chip. This sensor is capable of outputting image and metadata together, or only the metadata is that that is all you require. Okay, all right. Um... I assume by that it means you can do away with uh, one of the chips. Uh, you combining two into one. I, I guess that is. I guess that is the point. Um, mm-hmm. I'm not enough of a camera nerd or a you know yeah. a sensor nerd to know how that would go. But there you go. That's a story. If anybody's interested in it, follow the link. Uh, which uh, it will be in the show notes. And uh, after that, uh, yeah, a round of. Uh, willful nonsense i think we will indeed call it a day <laughs> uh, yes that's definitely uh there we go it's, it's it's like a bit like qi gone horribly wrong 
there's a wee funny one to finish with. Um, <clears throat> apparently, a, a cafe in Germany, in Berlin, I've got a, a novel way of dealing with uh, social distancing in the cafe. Uh, you, they're giving, giving you hats you wear with poles attached with the distance. Um, <laughs> um, I posted it on the, uh, the wire if you want to have a look at it. Yeah, okay. they, look, they look rather silly wearing them, but... <laughs> did you see the um? Did you see the ones in Amsterdam that a a, 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 um, a restaurant had found a way of of by of making sure people keep keep apart by putting greenhouses, yep. small greenhouses, mm-hmm. outside the restaurant, and you sit in the greenhouses, which I thought was brilliant. And, and apparently, a chicken uh, in Perth, Scotland, uh, was found to be crossing the street, and the police pulled it over. <laughs> <laughs> The, the, the story of the mat, uh, giving it a warning about being out uh, for an unnecessary, uh, unnecessary uh, journey, journey uh, is not quite true. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, I've got, um, I, I, I've uh, treated myself to something uh, new this week. I'm just, it's still in its box. I haven't had a chance to get it out yet. I've, uh, I'm having a look at the Ufi video doorbell. Oh, is that the one that was 20 quid? So, uh, I. I uh, no, no, unfortunately not. About ten times that. And also violent. <laughs> Doorbell. Uh, uh, yes. Um, no, it, it it looks pretty good from what I've read about it. Um, it's uh, it's battery powered, which I didn't want to have to. I took out my old doorbell years ago before I had UPVC stuff put in. So uh, I wanted a battery powered one, and it's very simple to remove, but you need a special tool to remove it. Um, so it can't be just yanked off the wall. Mm. Um, but it looks pretty good. It, it, it's relatively sensitive. It's it, 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 um, that one of the problems with the early um, ones was that, that, that it took quite a long while to establish a, a connection. Um, so you would, you know, someone would walk up to your door, knock the door, leave the parcel, walk away, and you'd just see a picture of them walking away. <laughs> uh, but this is much quicker at actually establishing a connection and. Um, it's got lots of features, and the the most one of the best features about it is a lot of the video doorbells have like a subscription where they'll keep your video um, online. But this doesn't have that. This has sixteen gig built into the base station. It has a base station, and um, so there's no connection to a third party. You've got all the data yourself. So I'll report back how that goes. Yeah. How do you deal with uh, security? With, I presume it is it blue. Was, did you say it was Bluetooth or wi- wireless? No, it's Wi-Fi. Wi-Fi. Right. Right. So you, you, it's yeah, so it's your within router. your right. Wi-Fi network. Right. Yeah, but it's not actually connected to the internet. Right. Okay. As it were, it's just your just your Wi-Fi. So it's there's actually no, storing no the data worries. on it. Sorry. You are sorry. No, I was going to say you have no worries about. Um, uh, you know, well, I don't know what kind of information it will pass, but you're not worried about it being intercepted. Uh, Something breaking into the Wi-Fi. I haven't really looked into it in all honesty. I mm. already had a video doorbell before, so right. it doesn't worry me particularly. Mm. Um, and it's anyway, it sits on my um, 2.4 gigahertz Wi-Fi network, which is separate to my main network. Right. So there, there is at least that separation. It's not on my main uh, mm-hmm. internet network. Mm, interesting. Yeah, but, but uh, I, 
I can't remember. Some was it in the Slack? Was it in the Slack? Somebody posted one for a, a video doorbell, which was they were touting it was going to be twenty quid instead of sort of you know the normal hundred. Oh right, no, I, I don't remember seeing that. Um, can't remember. I foolishly did not, you know, did not scrapbook the comment. This is the worst thing with things in the Slack, or you know, was it in the Slack, or was it on Twitter, or <laughs> yes, was it whizzing by? And and if if it was in the Slack, which of the Slack groups I'm in was it in that somebody posted it? And oh dear. Anyway, there we go. <laughs> that I think is enough uh, rubbish this week from us lot. So uh, <laughs> yes. There we go. Uh, so, uh, Nick, uh, as usual, uh, you know, where can you be found? Uh, you can find me on rubbishy.rubbishface. Uh, <laughs> at, uh, <laughs> no, not really. Uh, <laughs> Spligosh on uh, S-P-L-I-G-O-S-H on yeah, Twitter. And you can, uh, occasionally I'm spouting rubbish over on Bart Bouchot's show as well. <laughs> let's talk Apple. Yes, let's talk Apple with Bart Bouchot. Uh, and uh, Jim? Uh, you can find me on Zoom. Uh, I'm starting a course and uh, teaching people how to talk rubbish. But uh, um, <laughs> other than that, uh, you can find me in the, the Slack group, um, also on Flickr as the SRPS Paint Shop, and also uh, I'm the administrator of the Essential Apple Flickr group. Very good indeed. Um, and despite all the... Uh, Hilarity um, about Zoom. By the way, uh, Glenn Fleischman, who was recently on the uh, show and did the Working From Home uh, book uh, in the Taking Control series, uh, which is completely free, uh, has also written um, and published a book, Take Control of Zoom. So you can Zoom like a quote-unquote boss. Um, There we are. Uh, I don't think that one's free, as far as I know. I mean, he's got, you know, can't give all his books away for free. He's got to make a living somehow. But uh, if you're interested in taking control of Zoom, uh, then go over to Take Control uh, Books and uh, have a look. There we are. Um, I can be found on the Twitters as at Serenak, and that's S-E-R-E-N-A-K. Uh, the stuff for the show is all over at EssentialApple.com. Uh, join us in the Slack for more of this utter nonsense. Um, can uh, also, uh, if you like, support us with Patreon or the Pinecast Tips Jar, or you can go over to the website and use our Amazon affiliate link by clicking the big red button that says, uh, you know, support the show uh, with the big red Amazon button. And uh, I think that's probably about it. Uh, I think we've made quite enough rubbish, really. <laughs> for this week so uh until next week when perhaps we'll be in uh, a better you know more sane frame of mind and maybe there'll be some more actual news to talk about uh we will see you later goodbye all bye bye you've been listening to the essential apple podcast and i'd like to say if you enjoy the show and would like to support us feel free to go over to the website essentialapple.com and you will find links to both patreon and the pinecast tips jar where you can make a donation towards the costs of the show Uh, or even if you're really keen you could set up a recurring payment and thank you very very much to all the people who already do support us. We really do appreciate you very much indeed. 
This show is, of course, part of the My Mac Podcasting Network, where you can find a variety of other shows like the My Mac Podcast with Guy and Gaz, the G-Men, Tech Fan with Tim and David, the Nintendo Club Podcast, the Geekiest Show Ever, the Three Geeky Ladies, uh, Bart Bouchotts and his wonderful Let's Talk Apple, and possibly some more that I forgot. So why not go over to mymac.com, take a look at the available podcast, and take a listen. My gal pals, Elisa, Susie, and Vicky, the three geeky ladies, told me to remind you that they will release a new podcast each month. So, check them out at threegeekyladies.com or subscribe in iTunes. The Three Geeky Ladies, part of the My Mac Podcasting Network. This has been the Essential Apple Podcast. We hope you enjoyed the show and we look forward to you joining us again another time. Until then, goodbye.